This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ladies and gentlemen, guilty movie pleasure fans, the Oscar season is rapidly approaching, and Guillermo del Toro is up for a shit ton of awards for The Shape of Water. But before this fantastic filmmaker made a lovely, delightful film about a, about a mute young woman who fell in love with a fish man and then bone said fish man, he made a little vampire classic I like to call Blade 2. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when you make an intro up on the spot. That was really good. Oh, man. I, you, you, I was going to say something, but you pointed out immediately when we cut some music that um, yeah. you're not the only one that calls it Blade 2. <laughs> hey, Everyone there's a little vampire two. movie I like to call... People call it Blade Slash Slash. That's the problem, because yeah. there's the two knife marks, yeah, or Blade do. Double Knives. I had a tough time Googling it, because I Googled <laughs> Blade 2, and uh, everything that came up was Blade Runner 2049. Oh, really? And I had to like figure out that it was actually the two. <laughs> Blade yeah, Slash Slash? Blade Slash Slash. All right, so we put out a question to our Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, and again, this just goes to show you how easy it is to sway the show. Yes. We put out a poll that said, would you like us to cover an older Marvel movie this week, since Marvel released Black Panther this week, and uh, or would you like us to cover The Cloverfield Paradox, because that had been mentioned before, and also Steve, who is one of the producers here, Steven, uh, wanted us to do it, because uh, Cloverfield Paradox, if you haven't seen it yet, starts off awesome and then becomes uh, just a parade of what the fuck that never you, gets explained. Did you call it maybe a paradox? I, it's definitely a paradox. Yeah. Uh, and, mm. and that's just how they justify everything in sure. the script. So we might cover that someday, but Marvel Movie 1, and then we asked which ones, and we the only two suggestions we got were Blade 2 and the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, which... Uh, I've seen like 15 minutes of the Roger Corman Fantastic 15 Four. 15 consecutive minutes? Or you saw sort of like sporadic 15 minutes? I don't remember. It's minutes. terrible. Okay. It's, uh, but I, we will maybe do that someday because it's so bad. It circles back to almost being good again. Mm. We should do the fam- Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan, though. Uh, and and Because uh, you can tell that it's almost a good movie in pieces. Huh. And then it's just a mishmash train wreck. More of like a Fantastic One. It's a fantastic one. Yeah. It has a fantastic one story. Yeah. And then, it, yeah. Interestingly enough, yeah. though, you had suggested before we put that poll out online, yeah. you had suggested Blade 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember the suggestion of Cloverfield Paradox. So we were trying to figure out, like, what yeah. is more topical, a Marvel movie or something yeah. that we've never done, like, a movie that was just released. Um, yeah, we have. So, that's, so maybe we'll do it That's a possibility week. we could do maybe. that next week. But you threw out Blade 2, and I was like, let's throw it. We decided, let's throw it to let's the viewers. Out, yeah. And then Blade 2 was the first suggested. suggested. Yeah, yeah, so like, yes! All right, it's like I is, accepted that. This is fate. So, uh, man, the Blade the Blade movies are awesome. Uh, they're, they're super awesome. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Black Panther for 10 seconds. Okay. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's awesome. Can I just say before you yeah. start, a yeah. lot of times, uh, as has been pointed out, I've said, I hear it's good, and that means I'm going to see it in a year. I have seen Black Panther. You did? I saw What'd you it think this about weekend. It? I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, really enjoyed myself. It's, to me, I'm not going to, no spoilers at all, but to me, it gives, uh, it's the deepest Marvel movie yet with the most real world themes and actual... Um, uh, emotional. It's, it has the most emotional depth of a Marvel movie, next to like Civil War, 
with real world consequences in a in a, in a superhero yeah, movie. I could see that. Yeah. And the villain has a lot. Comes from a place of pain. I won't say anything else, but he comes from a place where you kind of go, "Oh shit, I get that." Yeah, you know, like I mean, I personally, as a white dude from Ohio, don't get that, but I get the. Mo- you know what I mean? Like I personally get it. <laughs> you personally yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 no. But he was. It was a very like. It was a very grounded and yeah. Uh, re- relatable like on a human level and i love um, i love all dc and marvel movies i and i mean not all dc and not every single marvel movie but i'm I'm a comic book fan yeah and so many of them are like end of world beam of light in the sky with just cgi shit around it and it's so heightened that you can't even really fathom that really happening but you sorry i interrupted you no was just, like, you know you've like i've seen a lot of people and i think you also pointed out that it's um very shakespearean and mm-hmm. it like it just deals with human issues rather than like superhuman issues mm-hmm. um so me as not a connoisseur of superhero movies and not necessarily Are you insinuating i am a connoisseur i am actually yes i um, did something i'm also insinuating that i am not <laughs> is that or it was literally i literally said that um but <laughs> but so when i see these movies i i appreciate them more on a like general movie going experience mm-hmm. and this one was very appreciatable yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed myself. I thought it was uh, a really good mix of like, um, like I said, human interaction and also like the fight sequences and set pieces and um, just a lot of the visuals were, were yeah. really cool um, and stuff that I hadn't seen before. The, the set designs, the, the the colors really pop in mm-hmm. IMAX and mm-hmm. the costumes are amazing. Um, uh, and then what I will say that's been very frustrating though is is there's a lot of internet trolls out there who uh, are claiming Black Panther's racist. Why can't I have a white tiger? I've seen so many times. Black Panther's racist. I can't have a white tiger. Fuck off! You've had a white tiger? Have you ever watched a movie before? Oh, you that's have... a good... Yeah, we sh- that should be the barometer. <laughs> have you ever watched a movie before? Mm-hmm. Let me list the white tigers you've had, people that think Black Panther is racist. Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. Although Green Lantern in the comic books, there was uh, an African-American or black character as well at one point. So, uh-oh, they stole that from you. So there you go. Uh, James Bond. Um, Doctor Who, but then there was a woman. Look out! Uh, Stormtroopers until Finn came along and you had a shit fit about that. It's like, get over yourselves. Guess what? If this weekend made you uncomfortable, next weekend there's going to be 99.9% of your movies, TV, books, comic books, video games, records that come out, people on the news, everywhere, newscasters, sports, everything. It's going to reflect your point of view, and that's fine. Good for you. But come on. Am I right? It's just a little... It's super annoying. Yes. I saw that all the time. Yeah. And it's... I... They're gonna feel really stupid if they stay for stay for some of the after credit scenes because <laughs> there's something that happens. Sure, I'm not gonna spoil anything, sure. but it'll it, it's funny. You'll get it if you, what I'm talking about hey, with the you, white tiger. You'll get it later. You'll get it later. Yeah. So, did you feel annoyed with that too? Because I was getting fired the fuck up. It's all over Twitter. You know, this weekend. it was the same thing that happened um, when Ghostbusters was re released. Oh, the same thing too. that happened with when Wonder Woman was released. So just people people in a position of privilege get super uh, super worried that their privilege is being infringed upon, and they they seem to think that that yeah. is uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's some sort of disadvantage um, to have to give up yeah, one thing, one movie. Yeah. I also love when uh, studio executives are like, oh, my God, we had no idea a movie about an entire black cast with dealing with black issues other than slavery would make money, you know? And, or like when Logan came out, we had no idea a violent Wolverine movie would make money or Deadpool, a violent Deadpool movie. So I, I, lo- I like less specifically, more generally love the idea when 
studio executives are like, wow, we had no idea that this sort of thing would make money. And it's like, that's for real your job. Like you have <laughs> yeah, to know, <laughs> you have to know that this is going to make money. Yeah. Like that's your only job is to yeah. make money. Um, so you should know these things. Yeah. Like you should have an inkling. Anyways, so we went on a tangent there that I, I had fully wanted to do. So that's that. We don't have a signal up here, Steve. I don't know if that's a problem uh, with the TV. Is Okay. So anyways, now now that we've spent uh, 15, 20 minutes on that, I don't even know how long. I got fired up. Uh, we're going to talk about Blade 2, which I spent the weekend watching all three Blade movies just to have a barometer of where I think this stands in, in, against all of them. And also, I did think it was funny that Guillermo del Toro made The Shape of Water, which even though I called it a movie where a, a mute woman fucks a fish, basically, it's an awesome film. I don't know if yeah, you've seen also, The Shape of Water. Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler. They kind of <laughs> You know it's coming. You know right. it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Shape of Water. It's a beautiful movie. And so it's it's cool to go back and watch something a little more campy and, and out there. And I don't know if anything is more out there than a woman having sex with a, a fish man. But, um, sure, yeah. But this movie's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Blade 1 is kind of a little bit more serious and darker in tone. And this one's more kind of flashy and comic booky. I think this one's the most fun movie Blade, the first one, has this awesome scene. You've, you haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen it. Can, I was actually going to ask, yeah. can you just take us, for me a little bit, but also for the people listening and watching who have not seen Blade 1 yeah. and are about to hear us talk about Blade 2, can you give us like a brief synopsis? Long of and short of it, you find out that Blade was, uh, his mom was pregnant when she was bit by a vampire and he became um, half vampire, half human, and he's a daywalker. He's able to walk in daylight. He has all of their strengths, none of their weaknesses, all that stuff. And... Um, there's Deacon Frost, played by Stephen Dorff, who's a young upstart. He wasn't born vampire, but he's uh, he's a new breed of... He was, like, turned at some point in his life. Okay. And he's saying, you old born vampires aren't hip to the times. We have this treaty with the people. We don't need to keep this anymore. We could rule. They're our food. We don't need to have a treaty with them. We should destroy them. And so he's going to summon this blood god, and he kills off a bunch of the elders in this ceremony, and he becomes the blood god at the end, and then Blade kills his ass by putting all these uh, vampire antidotes they come up with. Uh, him and Chris Christopherson and, and the woman he saves in the movie uh, he puts all these vampire antidotes in him and he turns into this big blob and explodes everywhere and it's awesome and then cool. Blade goes to like some Eastern European country in the end and is vampire hunting again and that's where we pick up here because you think Whistler's dead in the first one yeah. uh, Chris Christopherson's character you think he shot himself we after s- being we bit. see that little flashback of yeah. him handing him the gun no he did not he did not he die. turned yeah which is a leap from... I mean, it's pretty clear in the first one. He's dead. Right. But you don't see it. And in horror films, if you don't see it on screen... I guess. You know, it's... Uh, it's Look, we're here. We're hey, live. We're All right. So, uh, yeah, if you don't see it on screen, then it didn't happen. But I, I love Blade 1 and 2. I watched Blade Trinity again, and it's not good. It is not good. I think Ryan Reynolds is great in Deadpool. I think that they just gave him and really in, uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yes, yes. Also good. In I that. actually think Ryan Reynolds is great in a lot of things, but in this movie, it's like they either wrote him terrible lines or took his worst improvs in Blade Trinity, and it's not funny. Mm. It's too campy. The villain sucks. Anyways, there's some decent action, but Blade Two has the best. A- it's nonstop action. It really and is. Wesley Snipes is just whooping ass the whole time, and it's fucking awesome. I remember he. He uh, has the things, and he sho- he like stakes a guy in the nuts, and he catches on fire. I'm blending maybe all three together now. I don't know, but I think Blade <laughs> or, or Two maybe is the a best. Fever dream you had that might have <laughs> fever happened, dream yeah. about about Wesley Snipes staking a dude in the nuts. So Jesse, what do you think? Since you haven't seen it before, so um, 
that gives pretty good context for um, a couple of the issues that I had with this movie. I thought the character of Blade was a little boring. And it might have been because it wasn't introduced in this movie. Mm-hmm. It might have been like mm-hmm. all of his personality and everything that we learn about him was in Blade 1. Because we didn't learn a goddamn thing about <laughs> no, him in Blade 2. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when you were like, hey, what do I need to know? Eh, nothing. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, and like more or less you are. Yeah. Like you just watch the movie and like you said, it's basically like a two-hour ass-kicking that goes <laughs> That's on. That's all it is. It's great. Um because nothing ever changed with him. We didn't really learn anything about him. He didn't seem to have any conflict. He was just like singularly focused and just whooping ass. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like within the context of like a trilogy, that makes sense. Yeah. That we don't we don't really need to spend very much time doing that with him. I'm trying to think if there was a. He's always even in the first one. He's very stoic and just. I mean, he he does have a lot of conflict with. Um, he saves a nurse who looks a lot, who reminds him of his mother in the first one. And okay. he normally would let her die, and he saves her, and then she helps him work on a cure, and she cures herself, and then offers to cure him, but he's like, the job isn't done yet. And then they just completely erase her character right. for this movie. So, like, so there's more they, conflict in the first they one. They, like, dip their toe into forbidden love a little bit in this movie. A little, movie, but then they don't. But yeah. they bailed on it, and it was like, they didn't bother setting it up. They just, like, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, uh, Chris Christopherson was like, "Hey, you've been spending a little time with that woman." And by a little time, it's like a few expositional dialogue they scenes. Had, <laughs> they had one scene alone together where she was like, "I see you're injecting yourself with that stuff," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I will say that um, the the style of the movie far outweighs the uh, the script. I mean, it came out in 2004, but it definitely still feels like. 90s action films where it's like, eh, we don't need to develop the character too much, just whooping ass. And right. when you go to a Blade movie, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because the third one, if you watch that one, which you don't, they throw in all this stuff where like the vampires are trying to frame him with the cops so that, because people are starting to think that vampires are real. And so they're trying to make Blade look crazy and like he killed him. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it was fine. It was just like, at least for me, like I either need him, the superhero to have a personality or to have a conflict Mm -hmm. and he had neither (laughs) so it was really just like Guillermo del Toro flexing for two hours and I was like I was pretty okay with that like it was like all the kills were really cool and like the way the vampires died was pretty cool um and the way the way that um he died in the end like the um I forget the guy's name, the like main mutant vampire. Oh, Nomak. Nomak. The way Nomak dies in the end was pretty cool. Yeah. Um so like all of that was visually interesting. It was just like I didn't if Blade died, I would have been like, damn, I thought he was a good fighter, but <laughs> exactly. right. I get that, I get that. All right, we'll move if on. If you want to see a uh a Guillermo del Toro movie that I think is even better than this one. Uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. I've seen Hellboy 2, yeah. Hellboy 2 is fucking awesome. Yeah. That one, to me, Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy 2 are, are two of my favorite. And I like Blade 2 a lot, but those, to me, are like Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro just getting to do whatever he wants. Yeah. In the be- Especially Hellboy 2 just feels like a greatest hits of awesome del Toro action and imagination. He's one of the most imaginative filmmakers out there. And I think that this is actually, oddly enough, one of his more restrained movies when it comes to, like, the imagination of things. But when it comes to action it's it's just unleashed yeah. you know i i had a question and we can get into the plot yeah. in a minute yeah. here but um i was watching it um in a cafe with a kind of a spotty internet connection because like 
full disclosure, normally I watch them uh, either Monday or Tuesday, but I had a packed early week. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll watch it in the afternoon on Wednesday. I have a free afternoon. You watched it this afternoon? I sat down to watch it today at home, and there was an internet and cable outage in my area. Oh, no. So I was like, fuck. So I went to a cafe and was using the cafe's uh, Wi-Fi, and it was so that the movie was like spotty and jumpy in parts. Oh, no. So, like, I more or less got it and, like, was able to... It's the worst. Yeah, like, it, it got better as we went along. But the the final fight between Nomak and Blade yeah. seemed like it looked different or was shot different than the rest of the battle sequences. Is that accurate? Like, no. no? Okay. <laughs> it just looked like the, like the jumping and, like, the way they were zooming and the way they were catching the the like movement of everyone it looked a little bit I different I don't remember there. that looking right. different but maybe uh maybe May, I don't know if anyone just saw it you can get at us with that but it it looked it looked more stylized than the rest I'll of the battles I have to watch it again now yeah. now you're making me think I have to watch All it right. again well let's do the plot in under 3 minutes now yeah. that I went on a Black Panther rant and uh we dissected all of the Blade trilogy you know, hey, we give you a full-service show here. That's exactly right. We hit 360 degrees of your needs. You guys show up here for one thing. We give you everything. We give you other stuff. We give you <laughs> You show up to see specifically one thing, and we... We say, surprise! We say, hold on. Hold on! Hold on. There's other stuff. There's an aperitif. <laughs> aperitif. Are you ready in the booth there? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Let's do this. All right. Five, four, three, two, one... Okay, so we open on a super gory scene with this bad guy who's coming into this clinic to give blood, but it's the weirdest blood bank ever, and it turns out it's run by vampires, and he kills them all, and he has this crazy, like, like Resident Evil face, and he kills them, and then we go to uh, uh, Whistler somehow survived, and Blade is breaking him out, but he's he's hanging out with Daryl from Walking Dead, Norman Reedus. He's helping him. He goes, kills a bunch of vampires, gets uh, Whistler, and then they go to um, they go to the vampire lair. Well, so where, the, yeah. the vampires attack their, yeah, 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 attack yeah, yeah, their place, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, like they spend a lot of time fighting, and then they're about to kill Blade, and they're like, oh, wait, 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 we're not here to you kill you. You first. We're just here to give you a message. We need your <laughs> <Yeah>. help. Um, <laughs> and they're like, there's this new, uh, like, mutated form of vampire, and uh, he's, they're both of our enemies, so we need your help, and we have a team, we've assembled a team, and we've trained them. Yes, 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 and it's called the, uh, oh, fuck, the Blood Pack. So they go to the, blood, they go meet the Blood Pack, we get uh, Ron Perlman's in there, he's kind of a real dickhead. We get the, the guy, the, I'll figure out his name later, Donnie Yen's in it, but he's really under utilized in this movie. Uh, there's uh, a dude with a giant hammer and a spike. A girl with red hair looks kind of like uh, Mila Jovovich from uh, sure. from yeah, uh, yeah. Fifth Element. It's just like a hodgepodge of awesome people. They go out to do their first thing at this club, and uh, they're, they're scoping out this club to try and figure out where to draw out the Reapers. And they're going to this vampire club, they're walking around, and then all of a sudden the Reapers come out through the sewers, they start picking them off one by one. It's this big epic fight scene where a, they, a few of their dudes get killed, and they, they're they, reeling. They realize yeah. none of their weapons can kill them. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing that does anything is the light. Um, ah, and then uh, they they ah. get they get one of the guys they get the guy with the long hair and they also secretly get the guy with, with the, the hammer with the hammer yeah yep um, and he's like no I'm fine but then they kill the guy with the long hair and they go back to the lab and they're like uh, we we got to draw him out we got to go into the sewer so they get like the pheromones and they go into the sewer and they build the light bomb yeah yeah the light grenade. a huge long sequence that's awesome in the sewer where they're fighting and the light grenades they kill a few other people get picked off um, th- this is a really hard movie to remember everything because it's so <laughs> many intricate fight scenes and that's like. Uh, 
Oh, so, ah, so the, the guy with the hammer and the yeah. girl, like, they were together, and then she finds out that he was infected, so she takes him up the ladder and bl- they, bl- blow, they both up. get blown up by the sun. Uh, and then, they, uh, long story short, they, they, they go, oh, Jesus, uh, we find out that Norman Reedus is a traitor, that, that, uh, that the main vampire actually was experimenting on his son to try and make a new vampire that could be a daywalker like Blade, so again, they need Blade's blood, they're draining him of all his blood, and they, um, the, the girl is like, hey, you're my dad, you're a dickhead, you did this to my brother, the brother, the Reaper comes in, there's this big battle, um, shit, uh, Blade gets freed from it, Whistler frees him, there's a bunch of battle, action and shit, and then the main vampire gets killed by the Reaper, and then Blade and the Reaper fight, and then he gets stabbed through the heart, through the bone where he needs to get killed, and he dies, and Norman Reedus at one point got killed earlier, he gets blown up by the thing that was a bomb but wasn't a bomb, Ron Perlman gets killed, lots of action, and then a vampire who he had earlier, he was about to jerk off and he stabs him in his head. Jesus, this is hard to remember because it's just nonstop action. It's a lot of, yeah. Whew, a fuck. lot of similar but different stuff. And also because I watched all three and I watched them this weekend, yeah. so it's been a few days, yeah. my brain's like, wait, there's a Pomeranian with it? No, that's the third one. Wait, there's the thing with the club and the... No, that's the first one. Ah, fuck. Sure. All sure, right, sure, so sure. that was fun. So let's do this. Okay, can we play clip number one? This will help recap the first Blade as well. Uh, for those of you who may not remember. Forget what you think you know. <laughs> Vampires exist. Yeah, they do. <laughs> My name is Blade. I was born half human, half vampire. They call me the Daywalker. Come on. I have all their strengths. None of their weaknesses. Except for the thirst. Except for the thirst. Now, here's the thing. I can't remember if it's this one or the first one. Where in the fir- I know in the first one, they go out. Stephen Dorff's out in broad daylight, but he just has really high SPF on. He literally <laughs> just has sunblock on. And in my head, I'm like, you'd have to put sunblock on your scalp, every inch of every your scalp. Every single inch. Like, every- <laughs> like, I don't think that works. Yeah. I don't think they did that in you this one. You might need, like, a scuba outfit. Why they had the, They had the big... Things on in this one. They had the big suits on, right? Yeah. Okay. The the two like infiltrators to the yeah. layer. Yeah. Which oh my god. So the the opening of this, uh, where Blade, uh, with the first the the first gore. It's it's great because b- uh, both the first and second Blade mix horror and action really well. And this one with this super gross opening with the vampire with like the face hugger face. Yeah. And and killing and saying I hate vampires. It's an awesome opening. And then you get this whoop-ass action scene where Blade goes into Free Whistler and he chucks the dude against the tile and it just, like, shatters the whole wall. Yeah. I did. I was right. I wrote it. I wrote it down here. Stakes a guy in the nuts! Because sure. I remember he... I think he has the... Does he have the gloves that, sh- that have the blades or no? Is that the first one? Fuck, I don't remember anymore. But he, he, he stakes a dude he, in the nuts. He at one point has them. I don't think he has them. He has them later on in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stakes a dude in the nuts, bursts them, and, and they do a really cool thing in the whole series of this where when the vampires get killed, their like, skin ashes off, and then they're just like a fiery... It's almost like a Mortal Kombat fatality, yeah. like Scorpion's fatality, where it's just like a fiery skeleton. Just, like, disintegrate. It's awesome. Yeah. And that's how they justify in the third one. They're like... There's never any bodies, so they don't believe there's vampires because the bodies disintegrate. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the movie, not fair. Uh, Whistler survived. Doesn't really make... I said, I said, uh, doesn't really make sense, but who cares? But And so Whistler is a human, right? Yeah. Okay. He gets bit in the first one and tortured, and then he's like, just give me the goddamn gun because Blade can't do it. Yeah. And as Blade's walking off, he shoots himself in the head, but right. apparently he didn't do a good enough job because he turns. Yeah. 
And he doesn't have a bullet wound anywhere in his head in this one that I saw. No. Uh-huh. So they just they, they brought him back because they, they loved him. Broad strokes. It's like City Slickers too. They bring back Jack Palance's <laughs> Curly's twin brother. So, That's what they you know. they watch City Slickers too, and they were like, "We can do that. We can get at away least with it wasn't shit. Whistler's twin." Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't mind. I think he's awesome. So Whistler's come back. He's cured. He's back in the fight, but he has to go cold turkey first to get cured. Yeah. And Daryl's like, man, I don't know if he's going to be able to go through this. You ever seen heroin addicts? Blah, blah, blah. And can we play clip number two? This is the next morning when Blade opens up the windows and he's like, he's pretty cold to this guy who's like a father figure to him. He's like, in the morning I'm opening up and the sunlight's coming in if you're cured or not. And it's like, damn, dude. Like, this guy helped you out for like 20 years. But anyways. How do you feel? Like hammered shit. <laughs> Man, that really he milks that pause Boy, when you're listening a, take to Take a breath, dude. He had to really think, what's the most eloquent way that I can I want to be accurate. He has asked me how I feel and I don't yeah. want to just give him a stock answer. I don't want to just say pretty good. Yeah. Like you know when you ask people, Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. 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 Yeah. Doing yeah. well. Yeah, I'm doing well. When people say I'm doing well after I say good or pretty good, I'm always like, fuck, fuck that Damn it. You made me forget that I'm being grammatically incorrect. Yeah, and they also, like, it also feels like a little bit of a jab. Like, they're just trying to... Only if they're like, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Speak proper English. Look you up and down. They're like that Fox News reporter that said that LeBron should shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. The beginning of her clip is the best. We're going to do a jum doc award, and it's like, what's a jum doc? Uh, we're, gonna, that, we're gonna do a jump dock alert here. That entire thing is problematic. I don't know if we can like de- no, dissect no, no. We can't. little by little. Just if you want to see the most thinly veiled racist thing ever, watch the uh, the yeah. Fox News reporter talk about yeah. LeBron. Also, let me just say this: LeBron, everyone knows, travels. He does not dribble. <laughs> everyone knows that. All right, oh, that's a sports on. thing. Yeah, sports. You know how I am <laughs> with sports. Uh, so um, then they these two vampires. Let's talk about that because these. These two vampires come in like vampire ninjas, yeah. and they're swooping in, and they do this cool mix where I like that they'll do like this crazy CGI jump that then met, um, uh, matches with a practical landing of somebody. Yeah, it most of the time works. Sometimes when they switch to CGI characters fighting, it looks a little bit like Stretch Armstrong rubbery figurines. Right. But for the most part, the action in this still really lives up. So these guys come in to give Blade a message, but they swoop in in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then they just start whooping ass. Yeah. Blade immediately attacks, of course, because they're just sneaking in. Sure. And it's like a five-minute fight scene. And that... they at no point are like, wait, 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 wait. They're <laughs> like, none of them. They're all like, well, we could die. We could die. Or if we're about to kill him, then we will give our message. <laughs> yeah. It's aw- I forgot that they were here for a good reason because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, damn. And then when they're like, wait, wait. Yeah. You drew first. It's like, why didn't you say this? It's like flying with a white flag or something, or just like email, maybe. But then again, it's such an awesome fight scene. I don't care, right. but I love the logic. Like, hey, you drew first. And then we fought for five minutes just because we were testing your metal. Yeah. Just to try and figure out, yeah. oh, yeah, you are worthy. It was our daily cardio. <laughs> yeah. I-, <laughs> I didn't get to hit the gym today, so I just wanted to do a five minute fight real quick. Um, they say there's the vampires offer a truce. They go to the vampire lair. They meet the lawyer who, if you don't, if you're not uh, familiar with the familiars in Blade, I'm not. They call them familiars, and what they are is they're humor, human, humorless humans usually. Except this guy, he's a real cut up. He's got, uh, he's got jokes. They're they're humans that want to be vampires, so that they're basically like the liaisons to vampires in the human world, and then they're hoping to be turned someday. 
is what it is. So can't, it's like, can't you just turn? Like, what is? What are the logistics of being turned? Don't you just get bit? Yeah, but that vampire has to. There's a. I think there's a certain amount of blood they take before you die versus turn. There's like, uh, you either get drained dry or uh-huh. you're left to turn. There's, you know, okay. it, it's loose and fluid. Okay, but it's something that can be done. It's right? something that can be done, but you have to like, and, but what they do is they all have a, a tattoo mark on them, yeah. which means that they are, they're basically that person's familiar. Like, Stephen Dorff okay. had one, the lawyer belongs to one. It, basically, a vampire claims you. Gotcha. And it's in the vampire code. You can't turn this person or kill him. Gotcha. So in a way, they're protecting themselves from being killed by other vampires, but also hoping for immortality someday. Gotcha. So that's, you know, they're playing the long game. Yeah. So the lawyer comes out, and, you know, right around the 90s to early 2000s, lawyer jokes were huge. They were big. And this was the death rattle of them, but I still love it. I love it. Can we play clip number three? You, you, daddy. I'm a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! I told you! He's got jokes! I mean, if you're just going to put the ball on the tee, of course I'm going to hit it out of the park. What are you doing here? I love it. I love it so much. You're human. Barely. 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 I, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to riff on that, but it's, it's fantastic. So they meet the head vampire. Uh, so another question. Yeah. Vampires are immortal. Mm-hmm. Why does the head vampire look like he's 10,000 years old? <laughs> they never And is. everyone else looks young. I've, I don't know, because then in the third one, the original vampire, Dracula, comes back. And oh, he's shit. he's the dude from Prison Break, not uh, not the not uh, the bigger, stockier guy from yeah, Prison yeah, Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're just kind of a like a dude. Like, why? I don't understand this. But I guess he can shape shift. Dracula can. So maybe this guy's an ancient elder vampire who has lost the ability to shape shift, or he just digs that look. He's, <laughs> he he's just like digs. The, it's like the guys who put a little gray in their beard. Yeah. They're like, I just want to look a little more sophisticated. Yeah. He's like, I just want a corroded skin. How I do just, I do that? I want to look like a, you know, like a vampire meets a taller Yoda. Yeah. It's kind of what he's going yeah. for. I want it to look okay that I have a robe on with a hood at all yeah. times. It's he's old school. I guess. You know, he's super old school. Yeah, yeah, good for him. You know, good for him. Make a choice. He's he's committing. Sure. Don't knock him for committing. I'm not, I just had a question. So he says that there's the the Reaper strain, uh, there's a mutated virus. Um, it's gonna spread to thousands of vampires. They're basically their feet they they call them they they say that it's like crack. It's like crack addicts where like they can't get enough and they and you find out later that their metabolism burns so fast that they have to keep eating other than, than the host one. Nomak, he's a little bit more... He's able to stabilize himself more. Mm-hmm. But the other ones are just like... It's like a plague just ripping through. And they start with the vampires, and then they'll feed on the humans. They're a little bit like zombie vampires. Yeah, they're like a zombie vampires, bit, where yeah. They're just like... Yeah. They even said at some point, brain dead. They're brain dead. Mm-hmm. They just exist to get blood. There's some great... We'll get into that stuff, too, yeah. when, when, they, when they really start attacking. So they meet the blood pack. Awesome group of people. Let me find... What's that guy's name? I wrote it down. Damn it! Sean. It's something like the like light hammer or it's I'll find it in my notes somewhere but it's 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 a really fun name too and I can't find it anywhere mm. but they they we meet the blood pack we already talked about it the only gripe I have with this movie is they have Donnie Yen in it and they barely use him yeah he's one of my favorite martial artists and he gets killed off in like the second scene he's in yeah he gets to do like one cool jump like triple kick and that's about it yeah and he's fantastic it was so he yeah, I agree with you. He's yeah. great. It was it was sort of funny because and I know they're like playing to his strengths a little bit. Yeah. But like to see a, some people using guns, some people using swords, and then him just trying to kick the dude in the chest. Kicking I was a like, oh, was kicking a reaper, they, yeah. Yeah, they didn't really like arm him yeah. appropriately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I, I think even though the blood pack, you could say they're underdeveloped, but it doesn't matter. You don't need no. to know every single no. member. And pretty much the leaders of it are basically Ron Perlman and yes. um, and, and the woman, the woman, yeah, and which I forget her name is Nisa. Yes. Who's the head vampire's... Uh, we're going to call him Vampire Yoda. Vampire Yoda's daughter. Yeah. And um, she's playing Blade. They know, You know from an early point that they're playing Blade, but then she starts to, I guess, fall for him? Unclear. Unclear. They've, I mean, he does, he does ooze charisma. Based on the... Yeah. <laughs> like, who would not fall for Blade, honestly? Um, when you can spend that sort of quality time with him. Uh, yeah, based on the observations... I what Blade does for fun. People. Like, uh, does he do fun things? No, he's all business all the time. I just, I would love to see Blade like go to a comedy and just sit there stone cold the entire time. Yeah, and I then bet. Go, and then leave and go. That was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> this is my happy. Like Tommy Lee Jones. This is my happy face. <laughs> this is my happy face. But let. I bet he loves frisbee. I bet. Like, let me just. There's got to be some he has a hobby some for weekend sure. hobby. And I bet now, don't get me wrong. It sounds like we're making fun of Wesley Snipes. We're not. He's awesome in this. He is. He is the perfect badass. He made a ton of untaxed money on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he did go bankrupt, didn't he? Or yeah. did he got in trouble with the IRS. Evasion, yeah. uh, hey, you got it. death and taxes. That's the only two things. Yep. Um, so then, um, can we play clip number four? This is after he meets the Blood Pack and the vampires, and Whistler's saying, like, we shouldn't do this, and Norman Reedus is like, yeah, I don't know about this, and Blade, this is what he has to say. So, man, what do you think? Sounds like a plan. What do you really think? They're going to fuck us the first chance they get. <laughs> so, he's the epitome of cool in this movie. Yeah. He may not, like, very much emotionally, but he is cool as fuck in this movie. He is. Like, he is he damn. Is suavecito. Like, how awesome to be that cool. Like, going into a room full of vampires, teaming up with them, saying, sounds like a plan. They're going to fuck us the first chance they get, but I'll handle my business. Like, that's how, that's how sure he is. That's confidence. That's confidence. He has a vision board, for sure. I don't, I don't have that much confidence in anything I do. No, uh-uh. not even like my donut choices when I go to Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. I'm like, Whew, should I get this or should I get the donut holes? So it I is get... a decision. It's never like it's never, I want that. I want that. It's like, uh, especially me... after you hit thirty and you're like, my metabolism sucks now. Yeah, so should I even get this donut? Should I just get a bagel? <laughs> They're all empty carbs. <laughs> what am I talking about? Empty carbs. This is my life now. I need food to live. <laughs> I need food to live. So, um. Oh my God! When per, when Ron Perlman and him first have their exchange, and Blade is flipping around, the, which it looks like he's really doing it, not CGI. Yeah. And because Wesley Snipes is a baller uh, martial artist, he's awesome. Yes, and he's flipping around the stake, and he's going to he's like doing a magic trick for Ron Perlman, and then slapping him in the face. And it's awesome because Wesley Snipes in stature, he's stockier, but he's shorter. Right. So you got this big giant of Ron Perlman just getting smacked around by Wesley Snipes, and it's such a great power dynamic moment right there. That then pays off awesome later when the end when Ron Perlman tries to kill him and then gets fucked over himself. It's so good. It's such a great intro to them. It's a great intro to like circle all the way around to yeah. what happens with that explosive on his head. Yeah. I laughed out loud while I was watching it when Norman Reedus is like, it's a dud. It was never explosives. And then he like turns back on him, even though we never like saw him suspect Norman Reedus yeah. ever. He was just like, I knew it all along, and it is an explosive. And then he explodes Norman Reedus, even though the threat was Ron Perlman. <laughs> Why didn't he explode Ron Perlman? <laughs> 
that's a good point. It was so weird. Because yeah, if, if, in case you forget, in this scene, he smacks him on the back of the head and puts an explosive device in the back of Ron Perlman's head. Yeah. And then, yeah, later on, we uh, Perlman and we, we find out Norman Reedus is a traitor out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And that Blade knew all along out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then blows up Norman Reedus, like you said, instead of just blowing up Ron Perlman and then just punching Norman Reedus. Right. That, but then we wouldn't get this sick-ass fight scene That's between true. Ron Perlman and, and, and Blade. That is true. Come on! So they go, they get these UV guns, they get all these super... Oh, this is it. Blade-punching hands. I don't remember what their, the technical term is. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Norman the, Reedus mm-hmm. is basically like the Q of, like the James Bond Q of this. Or the Shuri from uh, Black Panther, you know? Yeah. a little James Bond yeah, action yeah. in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. And so he gets... Blade gets these... These uh, these gloves that have like these blades that come out that that are made of silver because silver in the world of blade kills vampires too, not just werewolves. Right. And they just he just basically punches them and they blow up. It's awesome. And then they have um, and it reloads. He it, it like yeah. automatically reloads when yeah. I don't know what you do because it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then they have stake guns that just sh- just shoot like rapid fire silver stakes. Uh, and they have UV lights, which the vampires are all not cool with because that can hurt them too. Right. So they, they really hold off on using that in the fight scene until they're like, oh shit, maybe we should try the third thing since nothing else is yeah. working. <laughs> but they go to this awesome club scene, which you think is going to have the blood sprinklers. Like in the first one, there's this great scene where there's this vampire club and the sprinklers go off and everybody's coated in blood and they're all just like making out with each other, like cutting each other. So it's fucking crazy. You got to watch this yeah. the opening of Blade. It's yeah. awesome. I feel like that scene is in the trailer. Yeah. For Blade 1, because that sounds super familiar. It's so awesome. Yeah. So um, the, there's... Oh, and then this one, they go to the Vampire Club. They're, like, making out with razors on their tongue, and they're, like, cutting open their backs and, like, just fucking around with their muscles. Yeah. And there's just really weird, like, piercing each other's tongues. I was like, the whole time, I was like, thank God they're vampires, because otherwise they'd be getting tetanus. Like, <laughs> I was just really worried about tetanus in this place. Yeah. When was your last tetanus Are shot? Are those clean blades? Are those clean? Can we... Can we Pepsi? All kinds of things, right. guys. Like, thank goodness you're vampires, and you apparently don't get... Uh, transmitted diseases. Can you get a disease if you're a vampire and it just you like feel the ill effects of it, but never die from it? I, I don't think like I don't think vampires can get like AIDS or something like a bloodborne disease. You know, I don't think so. Okay, because I don't think it affects them the same way. Okay, let us know. Yeah, uh, internet. Someone who knows. Somebody knows. Vampire canon. Let us. Somebody know. knows. Norman Reedus. I like that he got FedExed Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Such a, such a, it's actually an awesome way to do product placement. I imagine that the studios were like, hey, Guillermo, you got to put uh, Krispy Kreme donuts in. He's like, he's like, fuck you guys. Because Guillermo del Toro is like super vulgar and awesome and hilarious. He's like, I love monsters. So I bet he's like, I love monsters. Fuck you guys. Stupid fucking Krispy Kreme. All right, fine. Put it in this scene. Have them. I'm not even going to try to do his accent anymore because it's vaguely uh, offensive. Uh, and so he's like, um, just put him in the put it in the scene. He'll open up a box from FedEx. We'll get FedEx and Krispy Kreme out of the yeah. way. They are two yeah. sponsors. Everything together. <laughs> Everything together. I don't know if that's true. I'm just surmising. It's 100 percent it. true. It's 100 percent true. Um, I I love the club scene because you were talking about Wesley Snipes being a cool guy. He just like is standing arms crossed in the middle of a bunch of raving vampires. <laughs> yep. Just like chilling there, and it's like no one like looked over and was like. What's that guy's deal? <laughs> that guy looks like he might murder yeah. all of us vampires. He looks very angry. And he looks like, like the daywalker. The only one not having a good time. Yeah. Why is he in the middle of us? <laughs> Why isn't he on a wall somewhere? I don't know about you, but like anytime I go to a club, uh, or which has been never recently, uh, or anytime I'm dancing anywhere, my, I still and, go every Wednesday. Oh, wow. Good yeah. for you. Uh-huh. Whenever my wife leaves and I'm just on the dance floor, it's kind of like, unless it's a good song, I'm like, whoo, and I just kind of like 
Go in the back. Yeah. Go to the side. Like, go to the side. Definitely want to get rewind off the dance floor. Rewind yeah. <laughs> so the Reapers attack the dude with the big hammer. Uh, oh my god, he hits him with the he hits the one Reaper with his hammer and it cracks his neck. And it's all the thing that this movie does great that Guillermo del Toro always does is practical effects. Like yeah. he mixes as much practical in with little bits of CGI. And I wish more movies and filmmakers did that because. It's awesome when the Reaper head snaps and then goes like... The Reapers are creepy as hell in this movie. Yeah. They're awesome. So that's a really good gory moment. Um, when they uh, they go in the... I'm trying to think of what else there was in here. There's just so much action to remember. Bullets don't do anything. They get stabbed a hundred times. They're they're walking up the walls and, and... Oh, my God! The one that gets staked to the wall and then crawls up and it splits him down the middle and, like, his intestines hang out. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's awesome. And then there was the, like... When they were like, don't use your bullets. Your bullets are no good. And then that one guy just, like, empties out 20 clips on... <laughs> the, He's like, a real bad listener. Yeah, the guy who... The, <laughs> The one guy is against the wall, and he just like blows up the whole wall. Yeah. There are holes everywhere, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm right. cool. You know, I'm I just, cool. Well, I wanted to make sure. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that bullets or uh, stakes didn't work. Uh, Pearlman gets a little sadistic with roasting the one Reaper. He's a, he's a wild card. Sure. You know, he's the wild he's card. He's got a bad group. attitude. Uh, Blade versus the Reapers. Uh, it, the, when Nomak and him square off for the first time, it's an awesome... You can tell that they're both martial artists, and I like that they're... They're, like, fighting on a plank, if I remember right. And then they're, they're just, like, beating ass in this, like, old abandoned part of the warehouse or something. I can't... There were a couple. I'm conflating the two battles that they had. Because there was one where he, like, was holding the sword, right? Yeah. And he was just, like, uh, like uh, Nomak had the two. Yeah. And he had the one. And yeah. he was holding it and just fighting with the one. Yeah. I don't remember which battle that was. You know what, though? I forgot. Not to cut us forgetting what battle we're talking about off. Yeah. But their one buddy gets killed. And then they... They cut off his head, and half of his yeah. face is still sitting there, and the eyes moving, and they burn his body. They burn his body in the most ridiculous way possible. <laughs> there are vampires standing all around him. No look, blade blows a hole in the wall. <laughs> yes, and the, I forgot about the that. Sun, the sunbeam hits exactly where the dude is laying, <laughs> and everyone else is just like cool with it. Yeah, and then they they get one of the. Uh, <clears throat> they realize Nomad's the carrier. They get one of the. Um, the Reapers, and they bring it back to the lab, and they start dissecting it. And it's they crack it open, and the, the insides look awesome. Again, yeah. it's all practical. Yeah. It looks like the most grotesque game of operation ever. Yeah. And uh, they they tell, uh, I believe, Norman Reedus' character to go reach yeah. in there. For some reason, for they some choose reason. him. And this is Blade's reaction to that. Clip number five. Dave, now come on. Sissy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that actually... Uh, before the show, we were talking, and you're like, "Ben, just don't don't go on a political rant again. You always do." Yeah. And you're like, "Come on, you're gonna take up half the show with it. It's just gonna annoy the people, and it'll it'll valid. You know, it, people will like it, or the people that you know you're talking to are gonna just stop listening. We're gonna lose that that uh, what is that former uh, listener former listener seven hundred two. Yeah. And, and and you actually said to me, Dave, "Come, come on. on," and I went, "Sissy." It's actually not true. Jesse was fully behind me saying I was. That. I was literally behind him. I was like, Ben, take take the heat. I don't know if you noticed. His head was right here the yeah. entire time. He just popped up. <laughs> yeah, white tiger. Um, you know what's crazy? Jesse, there, you're my white tiger. That's Oh, that's the sweetest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said to me. Um, I think. I don't I really think. know. I'm not sure. Not positive. Uh, um, hmm. the, so uh, when they were 
casting for Pretty Woman, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Julia Roberts was on the fence, and they were like, I don't know if we're going to get Julia. Um, and someone from the background was like, um, what do you think about Sissy Spacek? And they were like... D, now come on. Sissy. And they were like... Uh, but then Julia Roberts said yes. And, and they were so like, all right, like, we'll right, sissy well, for the next we're one. We're going to move forward. This is what I think is really interesting, because uh, let me know if we have any more time than that in the booth. If not, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, the the Reapers, they they find out they have neurotoxins in their fangs, so they can paralyze so, their victims. Yeah, this, this, and then they, they have like, barbs that shoot out and infect them with the, the virus. Right, on the tongue that's yeah. like in the middle of the... It opens up like the world's most mouth. disgusting flower. Yeah. Um, they yada yada the shit out of this, <laughs> yeah. where they just like looked at it and they were like, yep. "This is how this works." It's awesome. And then they, they were like, "Squeeze the tooth," and he did. And they were like, "This <laughs> paralyzes victims." What? You know what though? <laughs> In a movie like this, I would rather them do that than have like a twenty-minute t- like. We don't need that power we, down, but we do need just someone. Uh, like coming up from a microscope and being like, I analyzed the serum <laughs> just, yep. other than like on their finger and been like, this is what paralyzed victim. Look at the tongue. That's what the tongue does. Like, how the fuck do you know? You just like, <laughs> yeah. you just yeah. open this person yeah. up. Makes sense. You know, yeah. and it is a new strain, right? It's not like it's, it's been around for a while. Right. And then they immediately with Nomak, they're like, Everyone, like they peg Nomak as like he's fine, like he can yeah. adjust, yeah. but everyone else is fucked. We're like, why? How? How do you know that? You did? They just do. They just know. They have. They a just sense. know. They have yeah. a sixth sense. They're vampires. We don't know what that vampires know. No, good call. Good so call. we get a little bit of a tête-à-tête between uh, uh, Whistler and Ron Perlman's character. Can we play clip number six? They don't like. You better get you some sunscreen, Buttercup. Listen, shit kicker, you're about one cunt hair away from hillbilly heaven. A level when you talk dirty. I'm sorry, that wasn't Ron Perlman. That was the dude from Fast and Furious Five. Uh, Fast Five. I forget his name. Fast Five guy. Fast Five guy. Mm-hmm. Beard dude. Uh, let's play that again because there's a lot of colorful, fantastic language going on in that. Better get you some sunscreen, Buttercup. Listen, shit kicker. You're about one cunt hair away oh. from hillbilly heaven. A level when you talk dirty. Why does it have to be one? See you next Tuesday, hair. I don't know. Well, I, I feel like what you were talking about with the product placement, I feel like they, they allowed him three dirty lines or three, like, <laughs> overly aggressive lines. And he was like, I'm going to put them all in put the s- all- exact same conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to shove it all right into yeah. one, one conversation. See if that doesn't stick out. So, yeah, that sticks out. <laughs> that guy gets really aggressive and then dies pretty shortly after yeah, he that. Yeah, sure does. Uh they plan to attack at, at sunrise because that's when they're, the Reapers are going to be most vulnerable. <laughs> and he's like, Blade is like, we're attacking at sunrise. And they're like, why? And he just like walks up the stairs. And they're like, wait, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? Explain. Tell us why. Explain. <laughs> we find out how Scud, which is, by the way, Norman Reedus, his name is Scud. Yes, it sure is. How Scud met Blade is he was uh, involved in the world's worst camping threesome. Yeah. The, if, if this is a cautionary tale to all you single men out there. Apparently, if mm-hmm. you're... Offered a threesome in a tent in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it may be too good to be true because they turn out to be vampires and they almost kill him. And then Blade comes in and saves the day. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why Blade was in the area. <laughs> it's just rolling he by. Was like, hey, you guys having a threesome? Patrolling. Campgrounds. Or is it another vampire luring people into a threesome? What's yeah. happening in there? That's what if it actually was a threesome? 
That would have been a different story. He'd have been like, <laughs> Sarah, oh, Sarah! Oh, oh, fuck. God. Well, why didn't they blow up? I guess now you and I are together. <laughs> <laughs> so then they spray the pheromones, and uh, Anissa gives them all the pheromones that's going to bring the... Another thing where they just explain it, and right. we just go, yeah, right. I accept that. They're pheromones. They're pheromones that bring the reapers to you, which I guess they want to fuck you then, or they just want to eat you. Who cares? Yeah. It's awesome. I don't care. Eat you. They want to fuck eat you. They want to eat and fuck you. Same time. So, uh, can we play clip number seven? This is Ron Perlman not very excited about the pheromones. They want us to spray on some suck puppies nut juice. (laughs) (laughs) Suck puppies nut juice. I feel like that's a punk band, like a double billing. Yeah. All right, tonight we got suck puppy and nut juice in the house. I would prefer to be on nut juice. I'm the drummer from Nut Juice, and I'm the uh, I'm the bassist from Suck Puppy. Yeah, we're very excited to be here on Guilty Movie Pledges. Oh, I met the rest of my bandmates in a tent threesome <laughs> that went horribly went wrong. Horribly wrong. <laughs> but now we fucking shred. We shred because we are Nut Juice. <laughs> um, so, so, holy shit! So they go to the Reaper. Light Hammer. That's his fucking name. Light Hammer. There you go. It's that fun, you know, like it's a little bit of a jab. On him. Yeah. It's like you don't have a heavy hammer. Yeah. But he swings a heavy hammer. Yeah, he, I guess. Or it's an ironic name. Yeah. Like when they call a, a giant person, isn't it Tiny? Tiny, tiny Tim? or t- No, Tiny in a... Tiny Tim t- Tiny, tiny Tim's different. Tiny, tiny, tiny Tim in is, Robin Hood, uh, yes. Prince of Thieves. Uh-huh. Uh, little John. S- little John. Yeah. Little John. Fuck, who's mm-hmm. Tiny? I don't know. But anyways, um, Little Hammer turns out to be bit... He kills Donnie Yen, which is a huge waste. Yeah. Like, why didn't they let Donnie Yen at least fight back? He just gets kind of murdered pretty quickly. They, they're running out of time. They were running out of time. Uh, let's be honest. This movie can't contain any more action. It has more action yeah. per minute than most movies ever. Yeah. And they don't introduce the blood pack. They're, no. So, like, it doesn't matter. they can just die. I only I have guess. an emotional attachment because I've seen, like, 400 Donnie Yen movies. Right. And I'm like, he's awesome! Yeah. So, um, Lily runs away. We said she opens up the sewer hatch and blows them both up with the sun. Yeah. Do we only have three minutes? Do we have any extra time? Even two? Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. Uh, so they, they want to kill Whistler in retaliation because he, they lost one of their own. Uh, um, Ron Perlman's being a big dick. Uh, they're, 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 he gets eaten underwater. It's an awesome like kind of Jaws homage where he gets dragged down and yeah. the blood comes out. Uh, they Blade blows up the UV bombs. Uh, but before he blows up the UV bombs and takes out all the Reapers. So they basically trap all the Reapers in one. Blade cracks them on himself, the pheromones, gets everybody out of there, the surviving members, which is just Ron Perlman, Nisa, and Whistler, I believe, at this point. Yes. Maybe one more. And uh, he cracks the pheromones on himself, and then he throws the bl- uh, the UV bomb down saying this. Clip number eight. You obviously do not know who you are fucking with. So badass. Wow. Come on. Yeah. They don't know. They d- I, I mean, mean, they're new to this world. I guess, yeah. You can't People blame. know him, though, right? You're getting very angry. They they didn't... Oh, they were vampires at one point. Yeah. So they, they should know. Yeah. They should, maybe is, they forgot once they became Reapers. This is the main plot hole in the film, is the suitcase full of UV bombs. First of all, the light goes around the corner. <laughs> it, it's a very curved light. <laughs> and it goes around the corner to where... The Reapers are, but Ron Perlman and Nisa are also there and are fully unaffected by it. Well, they jump underwater and they get like half their face burned. 
Aren't the Reapers underwater also? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they would have been dead, too. They Nisa and Ron Perlman would have been dead right. as shit. A little bit of a... Yeah. But uh, Nomak gives Whistler this ring, the family ring, yeah. and tells him the truth, which then pays off later. Anyways, let's fast forward to the yes. end. We find out Norman Reedus is a traitor. We already talked about Blade blowing him up and yeah. the dud-not-dud dud thing. Yeah. And another great part when the dad was like... When, when, they're, when Whistler's like, what about this ring? And the dad's like... I thought it was obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's my son. Clearly my son. Right. Yeah. Clearly I fucked up. Right. So he was doing gene. They have this whole like weird, like vampire, like fetus chamber that then Whistler blows up yeah. and just kills all of them. And, and, sure. and, uh, then there's, uh, he's pro choice, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, he comes, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he comes in, uh, just wrecking the, the Reaper comes in and just start, uh, Nomad comes in, just wrecks all these vampires. There's so much action in the end that I can't even remember. Yeah. There's, uh, God, he fuck me. There's um, Blade gets shot and fall, like, so he's been drained of all his blood. He gets shot and falls into a vat of blood. Comes out fully recharged. He's always like in in all the movies. Whenever he gets recharged after being drained, he like cracks his back or his neck. And in this, he's like rah, crack. Fucks up a bunch of the familiars. He shoves a a taser wand into a dot into a guy's head, uh-huh. and it's awesome. Stomps on a few skulls. And then there's the face-off with Ron Perlman, which is awesome. And there's a clip where Ron Perlman, we get a little hint as to why he's so angry. Can we play this? Well, like my daddy said right before he killed my mom, want anything done right, you got to do it yourself. I mean, hey, now you kind of feel it for it. make anyone kind of angry. <laughs> yeah, I'd I be angry at the world. Yeah. And then he gets sliced up the middle like a Mortal Kombat fatality. That was super cool. Super awesome. Just yeah. And then just brains and everything. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Um, oh, and then he kills uh, Nomak by... They yeah. set it up in the dissection scene, but like there's an unprotected portion yep. where you can get to the heart. And it's the only way to kill them without light. And so Blade finds the spot and gets him right in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And in true Guillermo del Toro fashion, uh, when Nisa dies in the end... Blade takes her out to the sun, and it's kind of an oddly beautiful scene when she when she gets burned up out mm-hmm. there. She gets to see the sunrise for the first time, uh, and then uh, the ending though ties into a character he lets go. Blade lets go earlier. This creepy dude comes in. He's going to go jerk off to a peep show, and he gets tissues and razor blades. Weird combination, but sure. I guess vampires are into kinky shit. We found that out in the club earlier. And then Blade shows up and says, "This clip ten. Well, you didn't think I forgot about you, did you?" <laughs> Got some knife through his head. Credits. This movie's awesome. Yes. There's no better way to end that than you didn't think I forgot about you, did you? Knife to the head. Credits. Yeah. This movie's fantastic. I love this movie. The deleted so much. scene of the girl who occupies that booth. Like, Just, I'm um, now I'm short tips. Can you give me the tips you yeah. want to give me? Come on. <laughs> Anyways, I think we have to wrap it up, right? We got no more time left. All right. What's that? No time. Okay. Well, I had a blast talking about this movie. This movie's jam packed. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack, and there's a lot of action. It's hard to remember every single badass moment. If you haven't seen Blade 2 in a while, it's, I think it stands up. I think it, it stands the test of time. It's awesome. It's super fun. Skip Blade Trinity. Watch the first two. Uh, Jesse, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley. And also, my wife, like I said, has started writing some parenting blogs that are a little raw and funny and hilarious and, and brutally honest. It's at Parents vs. Baby. We have some sketches on there, too. We're going to have some more content coming at you. And uh, I may have a cool horror thing coming up later later in a few months. So it's a little, I'm just teasing it for now. Teasing it for now. Anyways, give us your suggestions. And when we put a poll up there, just know that every vote counts. Uh, Unlike our country, every vote counts when you vote for guilty movie pleasures. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. 
like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.